0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to a special episode of Chlay Top Podcast. I am your host, Hella Chlay. Got a special treat for you guys. Today's guest is a designer, creative director, CEO, musician, entrepreneur, and founder of multiple brands. He's the CEO of a globally successful fitness brand, LiftFit Apparel. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome the one and only randall pitch to the podcast
1: how are you my brother good man thanks for having me dude. it's finally time that we actually linked up to do this podcast you know so I'm, I'm super excited thanks for having me man
0: Man, thank you so much man for you know uh squeezing me in your busy schedule man like like i told you off camera like um when i started my podcast you you're the first like one of the first person in my mind like as a guest to have because i feel like you're like a true inspiration Just just, just a go getter, man. I like every time I need inspiration, I go to your IG, and the way that you have your 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 brand set up. I like I like everything that you will stand for, your your muay thai, your your kicks, and just like everything you do. You're working out like that. That gets me pumped because I me growing up as like a martial artist as well. I'm like damn, this guy doing it, and um, Cambo in a Lambo, man. Man. (laughs) You're Cambo in a Lambo. Like you like you you can say you're a Cambo in a Lambo. I'm like wow, yeah
1: never, that's that like goals. Was, to me, it's goals. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you know, it's like as a child, you yeah, I, I don't know if you ever had like the Lamborghini, the nineteen ninety one Lamborghini Countach poster in your bedroom <laughs> as a child. That was my dream car as a kid. So I'm like, wow, uh, this guy got I it. think
1: my dad has a poster of of that in his garage. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, man. but Yeah, dude, man, I, I appreciate
0: have, you so much, brother.
1: Appreciate you having me, man. And, and like I said, the, off camera too. You know, it was. It was the other way as well, you know. I'm super stoked that I could be part of this because, like, when I saw your your first video, dude, I shared it to all my my cousins, my family, my parents, dude. We all just died over it, you know. So like, it's so been a hijacked gang yeah, one? yeah, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's relatable, especially with people uh, in Calif- Cal- California, Bodians in the in the in the early '90s. It was like, you know, I mean, you guys invented gang gang culture. Mm-hmm. So,
1: <laughs> but it was because, like. What you it's, said is is what every parent said, and it was to the strict, like perfectly to the T. Not, we were just <laughs> crying, dying. It was so funny, you know.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's I was shocked that like the like um the rest of the world related to it yes, because to me being everywhere. from Kelso, Washington, <laughs> two hours south of Seattle, mm-hmm. and my parents, you know, like you know their worst fear is like the kids joining in the gang at the time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yo. I, I think I made them proud by not not joining the gang, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I managed to stay out of jail too. I didn't even go to jail yet, man. Uh, yeah, shoot, my, yeah. I, I got no street cred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guess that's <laughs>
0: something to be proud of. Shoot, I didn't let my mom down.
1: <laughs> oh man, that, that's
0: I'm not a doctor, but shoot, I'm,
1: yeah,
0: I'm a rapper, mama, yeah. or a comedian. <laughs> it's
1: probably that, huh? You know, <laughs> I like, go to school. Yeah, you know? that's all it was, but. <laughs> Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, Randall,
0: I want to get to know you. Um, you know more about you. I know that we've been friends on like IG and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, interview you. I, I think I've seen some of some of your podcast interviews, but I want to like, uh, you know, know more about you. Like, you know, yeah,
1: personal level. Randall, pitch
0: the human being for sure. You were born and raised in Long Beach, or yeah,
1: I was born, born and know. raised. Uh, yeah, born and raised in Long Beach um, on the east side, where all the Cambodians were at. You know. <laughs> yeah, East Side, side. Yeah, the east side. <laughs> right there um and yeah. we moved around a lot growing up when i was like throughout elementary school and middle school but we stayed on the east side you know we were on like section 8 and stuff like that you know so my mom um just did what she could for us uh my dad lived in cerritos so it's not too far but they had divorced when i was three years old so i didn't know like um it had never affected me i don't i don't think i, I don't think it did but <laughs> as far as like I just knew all oh, one day I'm gonna go to my mom's, or I'm gonna stay with my mom, and then every other weekend I'm gonna go to my dad's, and that was like normal for me. And my brother, you know, so I have uh, one older brother. His name is Randy. It's kind of weird, Randall Randy.
0: So Randy and Randall. Yeah, that's wow. that's my dad
1: too. Or was my mom? right? I don't know. But they, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna name. You. So
0: your dad's name is Randy as well.
1: No, not, he, my dad's name is Chandra Chandra. Chandra. Oh, okay. And then I come out. Randy like what the heck Randy you know it's the same name <laughs> he can steal my identity yeah. and I can steal his but yeah so yeah born and raised in uh Long Beach California screw up on skateboarding you know I think that's the thing that saved me from gangbanging because a lot of my homies that were um that I went to school with even early now I think about it even elementary school they started gangbanging then I'm not even joking dude like fourth fifth wow. grade you know what I'm talking about uh and up in yeah. middle school that's when like I stuck with skating, and then I see some of the homies that used to skate join gangs and stuff like that. You know, because like TRG and Asian boys was big in Long Beach, right? So it was like a huge. Right. Uh, it was just like it was Cambodian on Cambodian. You know what I'm saying? It was bad. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'm gonna just stay away from this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna skate or go to Cherry Park down down the road and just, you know, uh, stay away from trouble. Um, because my mom was always busy working and stuff. So it was like summer days, right when we uh, woke up outside skating up until you know nighttime then i would just see my mom at home so but yeah it was uh it was crazy you know but overall like i think i had a pretty good structure you know my dad taught me well because my dad has not saying that my mom didn't have her shit together but my dad's like very structured and very like adamant about us um getting things done and doing our chores and you know i I don't know maybe just maybe he's a male figure i don't know every time i needed my parents they were there let's say that you know, so I was fortunate, fortunate enough with that.
0: Hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Wow, so that's cool that you had a little hobby like skateboarding to to keep you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what's up, man. I I played like a little basketball and uh, taekwondo. Taekwondo was like was what kept me out of trouble. Yeah, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah, Heck, yeah dude. I, I did a uh, uh, Muay Thai too as well. So the, I did that in uh, high school. I was at Omri's spot. Actually, Pradals Omri. Yeah,
0: Pradals Yeah, so that. Yeah, Omri. He's a he's a well known uh Khmer like uh, Khmer Ray instructor in Long Beach, right? Yeah,
1: one of the one of the few only left that didn't get, you know, executed over there, right?
0: Oh wow! Yeah, because
1: uh, during the Khmer Rouge, they killed off everybody, even instructors and everybody, right? Teachers, if you were educated,
0: M- monks. Yeah, yeah every,
1: you know, so he was one of the survivors that made it here, and uh, yeah. A lot of people
0: don't know <laughs> man yeah. man i got so much love for long beach man a lot of my guests are actually from long beach so yeah. like the, the stories are similar you know you, the struggle of you know growing up in the early 90s around gang culture you know living on section eight and stuff mm-hmm. you know it's also similar to like not, not just california but like nationwide with like us like immigrants and stuff so it's like it's cool to hear from you like um like your family history so you just have one brother that's an older brother
1: yeah, that's full blood. Yeah. So, and then my dad has a his, his family now. And so I still have a half sister and a half brother as well. But they're all pretty local, you know?
0: So, how did you like get started in the fitness apparel business? Like, was that something that you wanted to do?
1: Honestly, I didn't think that was going to be my career as far as getting back into apparel. And then when I say mm. getting back into apparel, um, there's a little bit of history. You know, that I should explain first in high school when I was like around 15, 16 years old, I started multiple brands because I took my first graphic design class then. And that taught me how to make a uh, screen for social screen. So how to make a T-shirt. Right. Um, that mm-hmm. pretty much kicked off my career because once I learned that it was like nonstop, I, would, I was like my other create, creative hobby, I guess you'd say. But um, at that time in high school, we were skate uh, skateboarders. I was a drummer in a, in a hardcore band. And so we made merchandise, we printed merchandise, uh, to sell at our shows. So I knew how that type of business worked and LA is not too far, you know, the fashion district, Hmm. it's not too far from Long Beach, just maybe like 45 minutes, you know, a drive so I can go there and get, um, shirts wholesale, you know? So I had access there and, um, I would just go there, get a batch of shirts, bring it to school and print it there because they had a silk training machine. A manual one that we used because we had to do uh, that for a project. Without even knowing, I was learning how to do that hustle. You know what I mean? Go get the blanks, make sure the cost is at this cost. And that if I'm going to sell it, I got a profit, right? So I knew the margins. I, I understood all that stuff, but I didn't think it was going to be like a, a career thing later, right? So I just did that as a hobby. I made a bunch of shirts. I made like brands that didn't really pop off and stuff like that. And then, when it was time to go to college, my mom was like, okay, you got to go to school now. Cause I got accepted to uh, Long Beach state. I was actually graduated, uh, search and rescue. I was going to become a firefighter and I not random. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but my mom was like, you know what? Yeah. Just, just go to college. So that's what I did. I was like, I dropped everything else. Uh, I was doing at the time and started my first two years. Yeah. Just going to college. And then I didn't know what my major was. Right. But I liked working out. Cause I started, went to the gym and stuff and I didn't know what kinesiology was, but the more I looked into it, you know, it was a, a study of human biomechanics, right? The study of exercise science. And I was like, Hey, that's, that's kind of cool. I think I want to do this. So I chose that major and started pursuing a career in that, you know, whether I was going to be a personal trainer for a corporate company or opened up my own business, opened up my own practice. Right. And that can lead to physical therapy or other, um, like master programs or whatever, if you wanted to extend your education. So I ended up doing that. Um, I got hired, uh, so I studied kinesiology and then I wanted to start getting into the field. So I applied at Valley Total Fitness. So this was when Valley was still around and I got hired yeah. uh, at Valley Total Fitness. I worked there for a few years, built up my clientele, and then eventually left Valley's. And throughout all this, I was still going to school, right? So as I was scaling the uh, personal training business, I went to a private gym. I left valleys because LA fitness took over valleys. Right. So we all got laid off and then they wanted to rehire us, but with like half the pay, I was like, nah, I'm cool. You know? So I took all my clients with me and we went to a private gym. Uh, I just rented out a, a private gym, uh, in signal Hill, which is in the middle of long beach. It was called no limits. So then, um, I pretty much ran RP fitness, uh, out of there and, uh, I was full time. So I had a key and, I was doing, you know, boot camps and stuff like that. And it really grew my business to the point where it was making really, really good money, like career type money. Right. The school thing was like, man, I felt like school was so slow. And my career in personal training was just skyrocketing because I was training next to um, a lot of older professionals that had really good clientele that had been training for like 15 years plus, And they were crushing it. You know, and I was like right there too as well. So and what am I doing? You know, do I really want to pursue this uh, degree because everybody, not to knock on that stuff, but everybody around me in class, I felt like they were like 10 years behind or it, you know, the stuff that we were learning, I'd already knew. Um, And I had just the hands-on real life experience, which you can't teach that stuff, you know? So I was way ahead of the game, but uh, I ended up dropping out with only four units left. And this is the reason why, because in, I'm going to put Long Beach State on blast, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, The kinesiology department required 2,000 hours, I believe, of internship hours, right? 1,000 corporate and 1,000 traditional. And what that means is corporate, it's like uh, you go and volunteer at like Boeing or something, and you go train their their employees, right? Stuff like that. And then the other uh, traditional is like the Ballad of Fitness, which I had already done. But I had worked at Valleys for so long, I did, like, over 2,000 hours. But they wanted strictly half and half. So then I asked other uh, students and other colleagues of mine, I was like, hey, you've you done your, your corporate uh, hours. How was it? They're like, oh, it's cool. I just sat there and um, cleaned machines and swiped cards. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because like, I didn't have the time to do the internship hours because I had a business that was already blowing up. And I had um, the LB clothing thing at the, the little T-shirt store in, in the hood over there. We'll talk about that later too. So I had a lot of things going on, and I was like, "Hey, man, the this my academic career will always be here, right? But this right. this success wave isn't. I gotta keep riding it. You know, once you have momentum, you can't stop. So I just was like, you know, forget this. I'm gonna just pursue." this career or you know my my personal training business and all that so and that's when my personal training business started really cracking off and then i started printing shirts for my clients because i knew how to do that already right throughout high school i knew where to get the shirts so i just wanted to look dope and have my clients look dope when we're all working out Mm -hmm. have this like kind of team vibe so every time they would reorder sessions i would just give them a shirt right for free covers the cost and then um i would post it on facebook we didn't have instagram back then damn you're old
0: facebook MySpace, <laughs> MySpace.
1: <laughs> oh man yeah so and then people that were my clients started seeing the clothes because i, I know how to graphic design too so they weren't like ugly designs or anything but they're like hey how can i get that shirt you know I'll, I'll buy it ship it you know and then i was like uh, uh, okay i mean you're not my client but yeah it's 25 bucks here you know um and then that just kind of rolled over, and I was like, "Dude, I got something good here." So I start. I made a an online store. It was through Big Cartel at the time. They didn't have no Shopify, no nothing like that, right? So I made the Big Cartel, uh, the RP Fitness, and then sold shirts. And then once that started scaling, that's when the I was making money while I was sleeping, right? So I was no longer exchanging my service, my time, for money, you know, and. Don't get me wrong. I was already making great money with my training business, but I just knew I, if I took this to another level. I can really scale this because you know this is e-commerce. This is online. I can really push this around the world, right? And then I just ran with it. And then and then this is where I'm at today. Yeah. Wow! To sum it all up, right? You know.
0: Wow, that's inspiring. So yeah. you're a you're a self-taught designer.
1: Yes. I took that one class in high school. It taught me Illustrator and Photoshop. And after that, it was YouTube University.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I learned everything on YouTube. Man, that's so so cool to hear Mm -hmm. your story. Like it just motivates me. Like, uh, I feel like your life is like, you're born to do what you do. Like everything's happening for a reason. Like when you, were your parents supportive of you not finishing college? Cause like, like, to me, like, my, when my parents are like, yo, you got to finish college. I dropped out as well because I picked machine shop and got on academic probation. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with machines. Like, what the hell did I pick machine shop for? <laughs> you know? I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Now I got bad grades and like, I'm just not going to finish school. So school wasn't for me. So. Right. But, like, uh, I'm glad you found your way and just everything just worked out. And you did your your, your, your personal training business booming. Yeah. And then you already had the knowledge to, to make cheese or, or clothes and just people hit you up. and. Mm-hmm. Boom, Big Cartel. I, I remember Big Cartel. Mm-hmm. And uh it's, it's big it's still around Big Cartel. So it's like um yeah, yeah. that whole e commerce business is the move, the wave. So you were yeah. ahead of the game. Well what year was this? This like uh, the beginning of it? Yeah, eleven. 12. This is the was this the birth of LiveFit or the or like the kinda you're about the transition to Live because yeah. uh, this was RP fitness, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so, yeah I, I forgot to mention that. You're right. Um LiveFit was actually just a slogan for my personal training business, right?
0: Oh. yeah so
1: that's where the whole thing came from um and it wasn't trademark it wasn't anything that i was like yo i'm gonna use this and then LBFT came about well, because we just wanted abbreviation we just dropped the vowels and you still can't say with it without you know when you just read right. lvft still with it and that's how that came about but yeah man yeah, um
0: you had to represent yes yeah, right there exactly
1: <laughs> hey. yep um yeah, that's, that was uh, the start. And then um, eventually down the line, it became so overwhelming that I had to shut down the business. But I had trainers working for me at the time already. Um, you might know them. They're uh, T and Jandar. Uh, they're from Long Beach too. They have J2Fit now. Uh, I, J2Fit, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think I have mutual friends. I think G GFun Supremes, homies with yeah, them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Borg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Borg's all buck now. <laughs> but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah he, he's he's fit
1: yeah but those guys used to <laughs> work for, so
0: they're your peoples they're your peoples? oh yeah
1: dude i freaking grew up with those guys so they used Don't. to work for uh rpe fitness and then jan T was like under my wing for a cold minute no limits at that gym right so i just you know taught him what i knew and then eventually when i had to shut down my business i gave them a lot of my professional clients my clients that were like lifetime clients you know because they didn't want to stop working out with me you know it was kind of you know, when you're a trainer, you spend a lot of one-on-one time with these people, you know, and they're professionals, like engineers, doctors. I had a couple of surgeons and they're just like, oh man, like, who am I going to go to? We spend years, you know, it was like, almost like I was like a, uh, a therapist at the same time. You know, I hear them out, they hear me out, you know, so they all understood why I was going to shut their business down too, because they knew I wanted to pursue live fit, you know? Um, but yeah, it worked out. And then Still to this day, a few of my really good clients still work out with uh, T and Jander. I see it; it's it's super dope, you know. And those guys, Duh. T and Jander, JT Fit, they took their personal training business to a whole another level. Like they have their own gym; they're generating insane, uh, insane amount of revenue. Like I can't believe what they're doing. Like I'm super proud of those guys too. You know,
0: yeah, that's so dope to hear, man. Yeah. How did it feel when you got to the point where you are in your business today? Like the live fit empire started booming because i i don't know you came out of nowhere like yeah. i didn't know you'd come out until later yeah but like i didn't know but i just saw live fit live fit like the yeah. like just people wearing that everywhere like you don't even matter what remember i sent you a picture of somebody at some random function in new york like he's yeah you know, i sent you this guy rocking live fit so it was like you became kind of like a national brand like and like I feel like fitness is like a recession-proof business. Like there's mm-hmm. always people in the gym. So I'm like, Do you, you pick like the perfect niche, the perfect brand, right. to, to be in, like I'm like, damn, you 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 got it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it was, it was take crazy. us on that. Yeah,
1: like how did you feel? Like it was, what, did it,
0: it was cool. Overwhelm you?
1: It was, it was overwhelming. But when we started getting some momentum, it was just nonstop. You know, so I didn't really, I mean, until now. But like for a good four or five years, like there was no time to literally relax and kind of like let it sink in. It was just go, 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 let's scale, let's scale. It was, it was crazy. You know, like some of the years were even blurred together to me, you know, it was like, Oh, what year did we go to Australia? Like you would sometimes um, argue about that. Like, no, it was 2017. No, it was 18. You know, cause we were moving so fast, you know, which isn't a good thing, but a good thing at the same time, when you're trying to scale, you know, but like it was, mm. I just knew I had to just keep on going, you know? Um, but now that you do look back it, it is a crazy feeling of how much stuff and how much people we were able to affect and impact, you know, it was wild. Like you're saying, you would just go places randomly and then see our logo or our clothes. And that to me is like, man, it, it became like a household or like a staple type of brand, you know? it's if, mm. if you go to the gym you know who we are you know regardless what city what country you're from you know um yeah it's still wild like i don't know it's, it's crazy <laughs>
0: that's so dope yeah. man. i remember there was a point in time too when i saw uh, like a couple bootleggers you were sharing like people like selling your your copy like yo i was at work like uh i'm like damn i was pissed for you like how do they get away with that? Like, the bootleggers, how, 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 how do you deal with those type of people? It's like, do you write a cease and desist? Like, you, yeah. how do you track them down? Like, they just take your logo and sell it on their own? Yeah,
1: you, you know, you can't do the whole season and desist uh, way. We, we've done that in the beginning when I was a rookie, and I didn't know that becomes mm-hmm. costly, you know. And oh, okay. sometimes when you take, uh, like, we, we ended up going, um, we went after this uh, nutrition store that just blatantly used our logo, LVFT, uh, whatever, and then sold clothes and it was it was in uh, North Carolina or some shit. And then, um, oh, wow. yeah, we pursued them and then we ended up winning, right? But what did I really win? The guy filed bankruptcy, didn't pay anything, and I had lawyer fees. So who really won, Damn. right? You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, ah, oh, man, there's just, it, it just depends on how big the scenario is, you know? Like, I'm sure, like, I'm not comparing myself by all means to, like, Nike, but for Nike, mm-hmm. Nike for example, in China, they have factories that make fake stuff and they'll shut down and move on to the next there's just things that you can't stop in the black market you know so we try to produce things here and there that have like the little symbolic um labels of authenticity now you know what I'm saying things like that you know that yeah. it's real you know because there's man we ordered <laughs> some a pair of shorts from Vietnam because we just saw the site we're like damn, yeah, let's see if it's legit the shorts came in the size small was fucking small and they had a tag that said Dr. Muscle on it. I was like, oh, my God, it was terrible. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, but right now, dude, you
0: know, you made it when someone when someone bootlegs your chef, you know, you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, that's yeah. a good way to, to see it, you know, but it's inevitable. You know, once you get big, people going to do that. You know, and you just focus on yourself, make sure you're still growing, make sure, you know, your, your team's good. So it's, it's going to come with the territory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How important is it to have a team? I, I know that you uh, you have a whole warehouse now, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. So it's like you're not by yourself. You got a whole yeah. staff, right? Like, how, how tell us about your staff? Yeah. Like, uh, how how'd you guys uh, link up and stuff? Um, and how many people work?
1: Yeah, under so the brand prior uh, to the pandemic. So in California, we were forced to furlough people. You know, we had we were forced to lay people off. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't get to see that side of things from the employer side, right? We get the shit in the mm-hmm. stick because we still have to pay our rent. We still have to pay, do all the the, the stuff that's not going to stop. Correct. And then, but we don't have the workers. We don't have, you know, um, yeah, it's a staff and the, the, the manpower. But, uh, yeah, before the pandemic, we had about 30 plus employees and that's, that was in-house. So they, they had like a W2 actual on payroll. And then we would have like a team of athletes, and ambassadors that are contracted, so they get a 1099, right? So total, be almost like 50 people plus, you know, on the whole squad. And then now we're wow. about maybe 40 still, maybe even 50 with everybody, including. But in-house right now, at the uh, in the corporate side, I think there's like 12 of us. And then in the warehouse, I think there's like another 12 or so. We got our stuff down so efficiently, we were able to, you know, produce and pump out uh, without any bleeding holes or anything like that, so... Yeah, it's, it's wow. crazy, you know, when, when you think about it that way. But um, we're wow. still hiring here and there. But, you know, a team is very crucial. You know, this is one thing I've learned and I had to relearn and relearn again is to delegate. Um, I had just took this uh, course, Echelon Front, with Jocko and J.P. Denell, a bunch of Navy SEALs we were doing some training, but they were teaching us leadership skills. And one of the uh, principles and, and skill sets that we had learned was to delegate, you know, because you can always you can have one of me. Right. I used to be that guy. I'm going to do everything myself in the beginning because I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I blew this thing up. Right. I feel like I'm, I'm going to be the best at it. But if I spread myself thin, I'm going to start getting 60 percent, 50 percent, 40 percent. You can go so long and spread yourself thin, thin to where you're doing 10 percent versus hey, you can hire this guy. He may not give you 100%, maybe 70, but you can have 70, 70, 70, unlimited amount as long as you're producing the revenue. You see what I'm saying? And then I can step back wow. and detach myself and I can oversee the whole company, the direction and kind of see the things that we may be missing. Maybe we're bleeding some money out right here. Maybe we need to patch this up. And then I have more time to expand and do you know business development and, and you know, the company. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. It seems like you're you're always doing something. You're very hands on. What I like about you, like, how do you stay like motivated to get up and let's go hard every day? Like, you're uh, you're you're always working, man. Like, damn, this guy, this guy don't sleep. Do you sleep? Barely. Randall pitch sleep. Barely sleep.
1: That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I can drink with rainhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, lately, actually, um, I have been able to be more hands on, and the reason is because I have a pretty fucking dope team to handle their shit you know and that's very very hard especially nowadays new hires they just want shit so fast they don't know how to work for it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i work regular fucking telemarketing job type stuff like dude it just sucks i've done construction i've done all kinds of stuff and i know like when you clock in for like a corporate company you better do the shit right if not they, they don't even They just you're you're done right so i learned that and they're very cutthroat and that's just how the workforce is, right? So then I, I learned that, and took that consideration. I wanted our staff to be, you know, like more family oriented, like just a bunch of friends. So when I go to work, I don't feel like I'm going to work. Now, what one thing I've been focusing on is really letting them do their job, because they, in their position, they probably know more about their job than I do, right? So, right, letting them do their thing, me detaching gives me just more time to maybe hire more people and, um, just grow the business and stuff. But, you know, we have a pretty, pretty tight niche group here. Um, everybody knows what they are supposed to be doing and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Like after the pandemic, right. I, it was crazy cause I was doing pretty much everything Sarah and I, and then a couple of other guys that were on salary, right. We would just literally strap down and stay fucking overtime and just hammer out what we needed to do because customers didn't know and they didn't care. Wanted want to (laughs) do shit just over here. Like, Oh fuck it. Let's pump this stuff out. But now, uh, right after the pandemic, when we started hiring again and up until maybe just a couple of weeks ago, it was me and a lot of our older staff just training, 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 spending time with the new hires, filtering out new hires, interviews, making sure when we hire, we hire the right people. Now that I have eight years of experience doing this type of business I know what I'm looking for. I know, you know, what all the red flags and things like that, right? So we had just got done hiring and training and stuff has been pretty much done. So now I am finally at a point where I can get really, really creative and start designing, doing... I'm sewing now too. You know, I have a Hongdae here. (laughs) Oh,
0: you do? Well, I just have a sewing machine
1: just so I can make my own samples, right? Give it to our manufacturers. So that's another shortcut that I was able... to to shave off, you know, I don't have to hire a a a seamstress or whatever to do a cut and sew piece and then send it to China. No, I just do that shit myself. Because sometimes that shit even comes out wrong, right? So then, yeah, I started doing stuff like that. But like I said, now that I have my staff to do whatever they need to do to take care of the business, I can focus on being creative and create really really dope stuff. Be more involved with like the R and D stuff and be more involved with the athletes working out. You know. And this is literally just like all happening like this past month, you know. So it's it's been cool. Um, but and that's how I stay motivated now. Or even back then, like when I'm working on a project, I want to finish it. And as I'm working on one thing, it branches off and I it, I've said, so maybe I could do it on another color or or you know, this would look dope with this hat. So I start jumping all over the place and having all types of projects in the works. And that's the thing that motivates me and keeps me going. this like, damn, yeah, I want to end result. You know, and it's like never, yeah. it never stops, you know, because after one collection, you're, all, you're already planning, you know, the next two or three or four. So that shit, I'm yeah. motivated right now, like talking about it. Still finishing. Man,
0: <laughs> so that leads to um, top threads. Yes. That leads to top threads. Like, I've been peeping your stuff. Like, damn, I like the utility bags that you be having. I'm not sure if it's top thread, but that may be Live Fit, but it's still like you, uh, you're not just pure gym. You have like exactly. uh, stuff you can wear in the woods, or like you know, what's it called, utility uh, utility bag. I, you know, I can go probably go camping with that bag on or something.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the thing too. I think it's dope. Yeah.
0: And what's that head? that head garment that you have too. What's that oh, called? the
1: called?
0: yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. this guy's different.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like it's, I like this. A lot of my brands, you can you can see that they have a, a heavy influence from my personal life. You know. But the whole – because I have my own personal brand, too, on my randopitch.com. So that's where you can buy, like, the anti 995 the hustle 24-7 stuff more towards entrepreneurship. And then you can buy the shmogs and stuff because, like, you know, I like to go shooting. I like to train, like, tactical stuff. And, you know, we yeah. wear that type of stuff when you keep it, uh dirt out of your face with it, you know, when you're out in the desert and shit. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, man, this is fucking perfect. I'm going to slay a bunch of these. And that's what we did. Oh yeah, I was
0: about to ask you. So the pandemic did it affected you in a positive way, business wise? Because I did see you like switch it up and do like some quotes, some dope quotes, mm-hmm. t-shirts with some like mm-hmm. I don't know, if it was motivational quote. But I'm trying to think of what it was. It was it was pretty. Well, dope.
1: first, um, uh, I'm glad you brought this up. This is crazy. When we first had the lockdown, right? They didn't yeah. know. They, they all they knew was they they were short on masks and people needed masks, right? So, I. Right off the bat, I'm like, fuck it. We're making masks. I don't care. We're, we're, there's a shortage. I have the plug. I can do it. Let's do it. So I made those uh, the fuck COVID masks out of sleeves. Oh, yeah. That's when I started sewing. I just like, dude, let, let's do this. You know how? Oh, I, you sewed that? Yeah. The first time, that's when I wow. really learned how to do it. Cause I, I was like, dude, there, there's no way. So we cut off uh, t shirt sleeves from our blanks and then we just started sewing them. But. I got so much heat and so much hate in the beginning. It was insane. People were like, tell us, I can't tell us believe you it because
0: of the, the profanity. Or is it like the no. word or is it stuff it, like that?
1: There was people saying, Oh, I can't believe you're making money off of dead people. Like people are dying. How can you do this? And they're not even uh, seeing it from a, a, a actual logical point of view. I'm like, number one, I had to furlough all my employees, so this big ass warehouse isn't going to pay itself. I don't even know how I'm going to pay it, you know. Wow. And then second, there's a mass shortage, shortage, right? So people need that stuff. So it just all made sense for me to sell it, and that was and I was selling it way cheaper than the regular stores. You know what I'm saying? I was selling for like two two fifty or something because I didn't want to really make any profit. I just wanted to make enough so I can go buy. But yeah, I got a lot of shit for it because there's always people out there trying to fucking say something smart. Yeah. I had big influencers too that would talk shit literally behind my back saying, I can't believe this guy doing I would never, I, I would make it for free. Da, da, da. And then a month later they started selling shit. It was, it was crazy. I got
0: wow. the
1: heat first, but I didn't stop because I knew in my gut deep down that I, I, I needed to pursue this. Cause this is, you know, this is huge and, and it's going to change the whole fucking world. And eventually Check it, dude. In two months, three months, we sold over 20,000 masks. And then wow. we started manufacturing for other companies because we developed the uh, neoprene ones, the ones that are actually really soft and are really uh, good for your ears. Uh, it doesn't hurt. So I'm, I'm glad I made that decision to not give in to people's opinions when you know what's actually mm-hmm. right. you know. What I mean? But um, yeah, it was man. it was hard because I was contemplating mm-hmm. like, man, am I doing something wrong here? But they don't get it from our side, you know? It's like, yo, I got a business, I gotta make, I gotta make ends meet. I don't have employees no more, but I still gotta pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? But right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me,
0: I, I felt like this I didn't see anything wrong with that. Like, there's always people just gonna say something like that, you know, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like
1: normally I, and, I I take shit like really well, I don't really care, you know. But there was right. some people in the medical field messaging and and saying shit like that, you know, I was like I was actually really surprised, you know? So, mm. but then again, there were other people as well that were fully supported. I called my uncle. He's the the, the head um, doc, respiratory doc at yeah, White Memorial in L.A. And he's like, yeah, no, we're good on masks. So, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man,
0: Fuck COVID, you know what I mean? It's not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, that, man, like some people, some people... You know, like the pandemic, man, I've seen businesses shut down. Dude. Like, that's, business that's been around for like 20 years shut down. Like, damn.
1: Yeah, it was funny. Only the Strong Survive, so I'm glad
0: that you were able to switch it up.
1: Yeah. And adapt
0: with the time, man. Like, some people will probably just curl up and die. You know, like, oh, like, what am I going to do? But yeah. like, yo, you got to do something. so I'm like, damn, that's it's inspiring me to, like, go ham. You know, just like, you know, just figure it out. It out. Figure it out. So yeah, like, a
1: lot of the stuff that we had um, was overseas, too. And what had happened during the pandemic border got cut off right all import exports cut off well i had oh. a quarter million out in china fucking cut off you know so i was like due to covid right because yeah, of like, the
0: shipping they, they could have okay I was like, wow. yeah they're
1: developing like a lot of our garments but um, what the fuck am i gonna do luckily i don't keep my, my eggs in one basket i had shit everywhere i got it you know uh, all over the states i got it in other countries that were still open to us so i was able to maneuver you know uh, now it's it, it you know i'm glad like we were able to do that because a lot of people kept their eggs in one basket and what happened china shut down their business is done right i hate relying on just right. one source so
0: yeah which leads to my <clears throat> other question i wanted mm-hmm. to ask um so you're like a self-made millionaire like um th- you can't just have one st- stream of revenue to, b- to be successful right so mm-hmm. you have multiple revenues what, what else do you do besides apparel do you do you invest in real estate do you own real estate or do you do like stocks and crypto mm-hmm. or whatever let yeah. us know i want to know
1: yeah yeah so i do invest in real estate i'm a uh, part of commune capital <clears throat> which is a uh, with a bunch of pro skaters, Mikey Taylor is the president and owner um, of Commune Capital. So we uh, we have like a couple apartment buildings, we have storage units, and those type of uh, investments. You know, I think we just uh, flipped a apartment on Long Beach Fifth and um, Cherry. <clears throat> it was like an old uh, senior home or something like that, but uh, it was we bought it out, <clears throat> renovated it and stuff like that, and then fixed it all up, and then now. I think it's making really, really good, um, good revenue, you know, through just other families and stuff. Cause there's a ton of senior homes around there already. Yeah. So real estate. Yeah. I got that, got that down. And then I'm looking right now to just inventory is pretty low right now. And the costs or the prices are high, but as soon as it gets down, I'm probably going to just get our own multiple like single family homes. But, uh, yeah, so that's one source of uh, revenue. And then I have all my brands here which is Flipped apparel top threads and then I am a silent partner in gold English <clears throat> which is a tattoo inspired brand with my one of my old homies Tony um he actually just or even won one of the ink master seasons <clears throat> and uh but I known him way before he actually tattooed my hand here when I was like 18 years old years ago but yeah you know, I have that brand and then um what else stocks and stuff like that I used to do it I did it in s- I 14 and 15, um, but I invested. I had a private investor at a private portfolio. I lost, I think it was like 50 or 100 racks in a week. <laughs> wow. I, I, I invested in just, it was just bad timing and I learned right then and there. My, my CPA even tells me, he's like, he warned Sarah too. He goes, you know, he's going to do it anyways. So let him learn. So it was, uh, I forget what year, but it was the biggest crash after two, 2008. So, yeah, mm. there's no way around it. So then I stopped doing stocks and stuff, but then I um, started doing crypto, but I was doing crypto way back. You know, this is when like Bitcoin was like 60 bucks or so, because my wow. cousin Ricky, he used to play, uh, like world of Warcraft, Diablo and stuff. And he used to buy weapons, right. And you can only buy weapons with like Bitcoin and shit. So, you know, <laughs> oh, it was really? like way back then, you know, so that's how I found out about it at first. But then, uh, yeah, I have uh, a few cryptos. I have a few bitcoins. <clears throat> I was doing all that stuff a while back. And then now it, I'm just letting it, because it kind of leveled out. I'm gonna just let it sit, uh, sit there. But right now I think, you know, our house that I, or my house right now that I have, the equity on it is already skyrocketed. So I'm going to probably pull some out and then use that as well on more real estate stuff. So,
0: so. yeah.
1: <clears throat> but there's always something else, you know. Like, I have the other business too. Oh, yeah, Skylab Prints. So, we print my like, canvases, posters, and stickers and stuff for other companies and brands, you know? So, that's an extra stream of uh, revenue. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm always. It's called you know.
0: Skylab, Skylab Prints.
1: Yeah, Skylab Prints. Yeah. So, uh, oh. you can just go on the site, you can take a photo on your phone. If it meets the requirements, upload it, hit submit, and we'll print it and then ship it out. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm always multiple, looking for another hustle,
0: you know, I'm always for that. You have a lot of multiple hustles. I'd love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, like, um, there's always something new, too. Like, a, I, mean, I don't know if you heard of NFTs. Will there be a Randall Pitch NFT? You know what? It's like a non-fungible <clears throat> token. Like, I don't know. It's like a digital art that's selling. I'm like, damn, yeah, I, I could see you selling a digital art for, especially your quotes or something. Mm-hmm. I think I think people would buy it. Yeah. and they pay top dollar too. They now, this ain't no hundred dollar People buying paying fifty thousand for like a Takashi six nine poster. Like, come on, who was doing that? Like, <laughs> you, no way.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I,
0: I got I got to research this NFT thing, man. Yeah. Like one day, man. Yeah, yeah. It's got to stay hip hip to the times.
1: <laughs> yeah, but right now, I mean, like like you said, I'm 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 at a pretty good point. You know, like where it's not money that's gonna like fulfill whatever that i'm after you know it's more now i got i want to spend time with the family i want to be less stressed you know and and i just want to uh have fun you know that's where i'm at right now like my my state of mind you know what i'm saying but if the hustle does come up or some opportunity comes up i'm not gonna you know doors are always open you know i always say that
0: definitely yeah yeah which i was gonna ask you which leads to um what's your greatest joy in life would you say uh fatherhood like uh, how, how's being a parent changed your life? Because you're you're a new parent, right? Yes. Like maybe a couple years in. Yeah, yeah. Got some beautiful beautiful kids, by the way. Thanks, thanks. Tell us about that. Yeah,
1: so I have a daughter now, Reese. She just turned two on uh, June 14th, so she's about two in a month. Um, but it's it's great now. Like it's crazy. She was born, and then I all my priorities and all everything just changed. Like I don't even really care about my 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 toys you know like i didn't drive my r8 for like a year after she was born the lambo i don't even drive anymore like i i just ride all my harleys you know i got like four bikes now just so i can clear my head but it's just the priority priorities change you know like when i go home or when i'm uh, the weekend's coming up i look forward to staying home and just kicking it with her you know what i mean it's it's weird like i don't really Mm -hmm. give a shit about anything else it's so wild and i I thought i would be like i'm gonna bring her and hang out with my friends and show her or like no, I just want to be home with her and uh, with Sarah and just hang out and do nothing. You know and that's like the greatest mm-hmm. feeling ever when you have nothing on your mind or nothing on the schedule and you're just living in the moment at the time, enjoying you know your family. It's fucking awesome. And so I, I sound so old saying that shit, dude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's that's, that's like that's goals, yeah, and that's my my joy right there. That's what yeah I'm chasing.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, she is, you just have one daughter, right? Yeah, and one. She's, it's like she's, she's one, she's uh, one, two.
1: Old. I have one daughter, she's two, two years, old, years old, and I have a niece, too. My brother, um, has a uh, daughter, she's I think about four or five. Um, she's older than Reese, so so I got you know experience wow. taking care of her or babysitting her whenever I could at the time. But, but yeah, when you actually have a baby and it lives in your house, it, it fuck you, you don't sleep <laughs> for the like first year, Everything you do not changed. sleep. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you have dogs too, right?
1: You have a dog? Yep. I have a dog. I have one dog. He's a pit bull, makes Cocker spaniel from Mexico. We rescued him. <laughs> he's actually here, but around the office. Dogs. Yeah. So he's cool. I like I love him, man. And that dog, he changed my life. I need, I used to not be like a dog person, you know? Like Sarah was just like, we're gonna eat a dog. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, you take care of it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this world, man, you he, he got me whipped. Is crazy a man's best
0: friend, man. Yes, I love dog. One hundred percent. I was the same. I, I didn't want a dog in the beginning, but my girl rescued a Shiba Inu. Then it was like my best friend. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, he sleeps on the on on the bed like every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love but, it. Yeah.
0: So was the was the Lamborghini your 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 first big purchase, or was there other things that you bought? I say the R8,
1: <laughs> the R8 first. The R8, the R8 was like the um, okay. And yeah, this was my dream car, you know. And man, then,
0: you got you got good taste, man. I like the R8. I like, man, the Lambo, man. Yeah. yeah, Is that is that your like weekend car? Like you probably just drive it once in a while, or you do actually you drive? You put miles I on put it. I put miles
1: you, on shit.
0: <laughs> 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 you buy it to drive it, right? Yeah. You don't. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not for decoration.
1: <laughs> no, I'll drive it. You know, you like put the shirt over the the, the car seat. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's the
0: fastest you've driven it?
1: <laughs> oh man, I. I took it one time I think 150, 160 down the four or five. I don't know why I'm saying this, but yeah, I, really, I was smashing wow. through the fucking the light or the the dotted uh things turning like solid. That's how fast it was going. I was like, holy shit. Man. Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: Have, have- I've never ridden in a Lam- Lambo before. So, oh, dude, when you come down, visit, man, let's like, go. You give me a ride down the yes. block
1: or something, man. Just no, we'll take it go out. Speed limit. I'm scared. Next time you come <laughs> down to, to Long Beach because you come down here quite often, right?
0: Yeah, it's been a while, but I definitely plan on to well, now that everything's you know starting to open again. But you know,
1: yeah, you cruise down. You, you come down to the warehouse, <laughs> come check out the warehouse, and I can show you around over here, you know. But what I it, would love that What's crazy is LA just got uh mask mandated again.
0: Mm-hmm. So, is that Velter? Is that the variant over there now too? Like that Delta of COVID that's variant? That's what they, say, I they do. Have, I don't like,
1: know, but I'm over here now in Orange man. County, in Huntington Beach, and we're pretty much free here. We can do whatever we're we want. Open, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's fucking awesome over here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. New York's open now too. So it's was like, I, I did a whole year of being scared. Like, you know, I'm going to be scared. How was that more, for you? Man. Yeah. Um, It was pretty, Uh, like, I was pretty kind of like, I didn't really, I wasn't scared of COVID, like, I just, like, my, my family that I'm, I'm with, you know, my, my girlfriend's grandma yeah. live here, too. i was just more, more uh, afraid of their, you know, just, you know, bringing it over right. and like, chlong it to them, you know, like, right. I, if, if I didn't get it in a year, man, when am I going to get it? I was kind of like, yo, is it going to happen? Exactly. But I do, exactly. it's real, like, people around me had it, yeah. like, uh, yeah. I know an old co-worker that passed away, rest in peace, oh, Wendy Who, man, but she, she passed away, but, um... You know, it's real, but I, at the same time, like, damn, do I want to live my life in fear right. for a whole year and just kind of stay in my room? I mean, like, yeah. you got to go outside and, like, New York was pushing. popping
1: up a lot in, in our news, you know? So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, at one point it was the epicenter, you know. I mean, yeah. you're like, Damn, it was crazy over here. Yeah. Right, and then I then it went to Cali. like you guys, yeah. you guys went to the beach with it. You yeah, you guys were chilling at the beach. <laughs> it was like a never-ending cycle. Then it was Arizona. Then yeah. like Miami. Miami don't give a shit. Miami, Miami party. Yeah, dude.
1: I was just. Miami there. been open. <laughs> yeah, they've been open. They're
0: like what? What? pandemic then it. They... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yo. yeah shit.
1: That's good though.
0: Man, Randall, what's what's your definition of success?
1: Ah, I would say now is just happiness, dude. Like true happiness, man. Was, uh, a calm, peaceful state of mind, dude. Like as cheesy as that sounds or however you guys take it, I think that is like the really, really true definition of like true success, you know, because like I, I, I've been in the point where I've had it, A lot, you know, where you can go out and party, do this, that, own whatever the fuck you want, you know, but then at the end of the day, like the stuff just wears off, man, you know, like the cars and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. like it wears off the toys and stuff. So, you know, but true happiness is like literally just, just, or success is true happiness and, and health and wellness and your family, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's,
0: uh, that's, that's real. That's like the realest sense. Yeah. My health. Yeah health
1: is wealth yeah yeah like mental
0: physical all that yeah
1: when i see like reese growing up and like her actually like reading or like she she has books she doesn't know how to read yet but she can like call the words out and stuff it's crazy she's pretty advanced and i don't want to be that that parent but like she she gets it you know she's (laughs) only two and she can like say sentences and stuff like that and when i say that like and I see that, yeah, that's super successful, you know, on my part or on Sarah's part and on our part, you know, like we know we provide for that little one to be able to do this at such mm-hmm. a young age. So the more she becomes um, an adult growing up, I think, you know, that's that the type of success I'm going to start measuring. You know, everything else doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, all this stuff now, like lift fit and whatever. Yeah. It's a business and stuff, but that's, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm having fun. Right? So, that, mm-hmm. I'm happy. So, we're successful that way. You know, our team is crushing it. You know, we're still fucking crushing it in, in terms of, like, revenue and all that stuff. But, if that's not no longer the priority, you know, it's going to come when you have a dope team and, um, and you're having fun creating and shit. Yeah.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. So, what are your goals for Live Fit, And then, what are your other projects you're working on now? Like, you said you want to expand or like just uh live fit is will always be your baby mm-hmm. but uh are you will focused on like not being like the what's the, I wanna say how do you say the it? face of it?
1: The face yeah. the
0: face of Live Fit.
1: Yeah it that's like an like a ongoing battle right now. Um because my staff, the, the corporate office people, they know that I have to be the face. You know, they see the numbers and stuff the more I am involved and are on the social media on the lifet side, the revenue like jumps up, you know, and that goes even with like all the athletes that we have, no one has as much influence as myself, you know? Um, and then on the other hand, I'm trying to fight like, well, fuck, I, I want to, you know, give this off and I'll be the CEO, I'll be behind the scenes, but I don't think it's going to work out. So that's how, why we're trying to find that balance of me being creative and having fun at the same time. We're videoing that too, you know, it kind of, Uh, putting that out there and then I'll jump in front of the camera if um, need be, you know, Uh, yeah, believe it or not, it's exhausting. (laughs) It's exhausting standing there flexing and having someone take a photo. (laughs) Sounds lame. (laughs) But, you know, I I just, yeah. I mean the next move now for me is um, really focusing on my team and really focusing on the wholesale side of uh, uh, the department of lift and because when the pandemic hit, we had, I think we had, what, over 30-something international accounts, and they all got, you know, cut off. Fuck, what did mm. we do, you know? And then once the uh, U.S. Customs and the import-export started opening back up, it was hard for us to keep stuff in stock, you know? I don't know. I think the pandemic caused a shortage of, like, um, manufacturers. So when they started ordering our stores international, we, we couldn't fulfill it all the time. Like it was always half fulfilled, you know, but now <clears throat> this past month or so when we did, uh, our new hires, we had trained a really great wholesale, uh, person, Kaylee. Now she's just been reaching out and really putting out the fires and establishing these relationships back, you know? So like Japan, um, they order a lot like mid is pretty big in Japan. So they're back on board. Australia is back on board. Um, I think she's still working with South Africa. They're starting to close that deal. And then um, Abu Dhabi and um, over there in Dubai, they are, we just closed a pretty big deal. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. So they're happy now. Um, But yeah, it's just now reaching out to those type of clients, you know? Yeah. I think Canada as well. Yeah. But I just want to build those relationships back up. So then uh, hopefully in the future we can go and do another tour and, tour around the stores and do some meet and greet stuff you know but yeah i feel like the wholesale uh side of lift it kind of fell off during the pandemic so we're gonna pick that back up okay yeah
0: lift Fit to the moon yeah
1: baby.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so talk about um top threads like what led you to start top threads mm.
1: so top threads at first it just started as like uh, a hat brand you know and it was just like a whatever um type of it was just for fun right i mean it is still for fun but it was literally just like inspirational type of um sayings and stuff on hats like hustle or you know things Mm -hmm. like that Uh, like mindset is everything whatever but then uh i shifted it maybe um a few months into it when i saw the traction it got and then I wanted to eventually start another brand to where I can, um, have in- influences from my, my life that isn't involved in fitness. Right. So this is, you're talking about the tattoo culture, you're talking about the hardcore culture of like the, the bands and stuff like that, you know, the, um, like hardcore music and stuff, and then having more of a fashion side of myself be portrayed out, out there, you know what I'm saying? So that's how it is now, you know, a lot of, um, neutral colors, But there's still that side of like the tattoo art and uh, flash art in it, Um, and that's a lot more of uh, just kind of like the underground type of, you know, streetwear culture. So it's yeah, directly influenced by myself.
0: (laughs) I dig it. Yeah, and it's been it's been gaining some traction right now. Oh, it's pretty uh...
1: actually doing really well. Like if I tell if we didn't have lifted top ends, would survive too. It would just. we can pay everything with that, so it's wow, it's pretty dope. Like how it, because I, like lift it grew organically, and I was like, damn, man, that that was really hard to do. I don't think I can ever do that again, right? And then pop it <laughs> grew organically again. I'm like, holy shit, you know. So, it's it, 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 well, it, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, Less- <laughs> yeah, I'm super uh, thankful for it. You know, like the people that rock our stuff are like very loyal, and you know, just about it. So, it's cool, man.
0: yeah Yeah. I like I like your design, man. They're clean. They're not doing. It's not too crazy. Yeah, and it's not
1: too crazy. You, just just simple, it's and clean. It's clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my style. So,
0: so I'm gonna have to cop some. Um, would you classify it as like a like a urban wear, or is it like more kind of casual wear for like, like everyday clothes? Like you know what I mean, yeah. Or is it like skate wear?
1: It's got, you, got both. It's got both sides to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's got that uh, more like higher end casual type of wear, then you do have like the urban wear where there's those t-shirts with the tattoo art on it, you know? So right. you can find all kinds of different um, wardrobes in, on the Top Threads website. You know, it's pretty cool. And we have like accessories and stuff too, like the, the dual knuck rings and stuff. So we have like an expansion of things, sunglasses as well. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool.
0: Right, so it's, it's topthreads.com?
1: Topthreadsinc.com, yeah
0: topthreadsinc.com yeah. for those that want to go check that out and uh live fit for the the fit, fitness folks man mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even know no other name besides lift fit and Lulu Lemon right now that's fitness so like <laughs> f- for someone <laughs> you know I know Randall and, and you know I was like yo I know this guy like and he he, he runs like one of the biggest fitness empire now like that's so dope. it's to,
1: crazy man to
0: be a part of your to be your friend man that's to just to, know yeah, you definitely and, uh, dude. to get all these gems from you i'm soaking it in i'm inspired man and uh the people that are listening or watching i'm pretty sure they're inspired as well and and what 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 advice would you give to like the next generation of entrepreneurs
1: oh man it's just to take advantage of the resources that you have nowadays man everything is like literally free dude you know, you just got to kind of put a little bit of effort, not a little bit, you got to put a lot of effort actually, but cause there's a lot of stuff being fed that it's like the next day type of success or invest in this shit or do this crypto, whatever, and fucking get rich, you know, but it's, it's never the case, you know, you that's a one in a million chance, you know, but the more persistent you are, the more, the harder you work, you know, that, that ratio of your odds become higher, you know, you get better odds. So, I always tell people like when I started off, it was, I it just kept going. You know, if I w- wanted to do something, I'm going to do it until I finish or do it until I get some results, but you have to recognize when you have to scrap that shit and move on to the next, you know, but as far as putting an effort and working hard, man, I don't know, man. Cause like this generation, it's very hard to show them that because you know, I've, I've gone through, I brought in some interviews and, um, or hung around with other younger guys that have seen me work. And like, cause they're just kicking it with me in the office, trying to pick my brain. And they're like, damn, you really like, I'm tired. I'm going to go, I'm like, all right, dude, cool, man. You know, but I'm still working. I'm grinding. Like I'm literally doing a lot, you know, because that's just what it takes. You know, you gotta be, I guess you gotta be obsessed. That's the thing. You know, people nowadays are not obsessed with what, of what they're trying to do to succeed. You know, you have to become obsessive about it. You have to eat, sleep, and dream about that shit, like you know, twenty-four-seven. Yeah, just be persistent, consistent. That's the thing, you know, the main, the main thing. If I were to tell everybody, you know, especially all the young guys out there, man, because the competition is only getting slimmer, you know. So you got to get, you got to stand out, got to fucking work hard. Yeah.
0: You heard it, folks. Be. Persistent and consistent. Mm-hmm. Be obsessed. Yes. Love what you do and go 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 ham at it every single day, man.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Thank you for all the jewels and gems, Randall. Of course, you brought a lot of value to the podcast, and i um, I'm hella I'm hella excited, man. I'm hella happy that this is finally happening man yeah, I'm I'm still like I, I remember i asked you like a couple weeks ago and then you you went mia i mean like yeah. damn did i say something wrong <laughs> yeah i was looking my phone. oh shit. Go. he Take ghosted me <laughs> but i understand you're busy Yeah, the next thing you know you're in utah you missed the flight yeah, okay you're oh, busy yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: you're
0: quiet, man. yeah man but shoot i'm glad i you know, we made it happen yep. and um man i look forward to what what's next for you man and your family mm-hmm. Man, I got to ask you, man, some, some, some fun questions. Mm-hmm, like, uh, of course. W- what's your favorite kamai food? The world wants to know what's your favorite Kamae food.
1: There's a Okay.
0: Too many. This, yeah, there's a it's lot. Too many, right?
1: There's a lot. <laughs> you know? It,
0: it, it's a hard question for me, too. I say krung, but like I like steak about how, I'm a simple dude.
1: See? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'll say beef sticks, though. You know? The psycho. The yeah. lemongrass
0: beef stick? The chikak? Yep. Yep. You, you, or taco. And uh, Do you like the stuffed <laughs> chicken wings? The stuffed chicken wings, the lemongrass, man. You know what?
1: I don't. I don't like this stuff. You don't like no. that? Oh, my sister has <laughs> the best ones. That's, that's one thing. Yeah, I, I don't like that. But I, I like the taco. That's, man, I got some at home oh, right man. now.
0: Say less. Taco is like a ultimate comfort food. I can just have that with rice. I don't need no soy sauce. I, mean, I don't nothing. need no nothing. Just taco bat, rice. Just rice. It's, it's already choo-choo. You like the that's sour it. ones, right?
1: Yeah. Man. Mm. Man. <laughs>
0: What do you get your taco by the way? Did you get it locally or do you have family members that make it? Or uh yeah, I think my mom you know, she
1: goes to Riverside Market store? in Long Beach. She'll just go pick it up over there, you know. And you know what's crazy. I, crazy? I didn't used to crave Cambodian food until I left my mom's house. Just, really? Man, I'm craving some wow. mommy too, some <laughs> you know, some some calms, baba, you know, all like, yeah, man. That's you how know? it goes, man. Yeah. Nothing
0: no nothing's better than mom's cooking, man. Yeah. Like when I left, like shit, man, you always
1: miss home cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's just a regular grilled chicken. You know, the like a lot, whatever the 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 typical one that you grill at the barbecues and stuff. You know, At the party. Yeah, and I eat that stuff all day. It's, you know, but bulgog wow, and all that stuff Bok-Long. too. I love that stuff as well. And, and you know, mom, mom.
0: Yes, with the the mom, the oh, like the, the the it's like in a jar, it's fermented. Yes. It has like the lahong yes. and some like shrimp and then salmon. Oh, I eat that with just rice
1: and do seratings. I'm so tripping, good. dog. <laughs>
0: Because it smells like death when you open it, it smells like rigor mortis.
1: (laughs) Yo, Sarah, this thing's so good. Sarah labeled our refrigerator and microwave. I shit you not, bro. It says Randall's section. Don't or throw food out. You know, and on the microwave it says do not store food in microwave. I was like, oh my god, Sarah, I live here. What are you doing? You know, she hates hilarious. I like the Triniyet because I love love it.
0: Oh man, I love that too. Man, one time I
1: came home, she threw it away. Stink so yeah, good. She threw away my ternet, She threw away my taco because she thought it was she thought it was a uh, rotten. I was like, oh, that's just how it looks. Rotten. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, so, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> th-
0: does she like my food at all? Like any of it? Any of the dishes? She
1: likes the more she it? more on like the Thai side, know, like mee and stuff. She'll like that. Mee um, She likes deal, uh, yeah. you know, because she's um, gluten intolerant. She's uh, celiac, so she can't have gluten. So all the rice oh, stuff she okay. like. She likes the with and the group and all that stuff, and you know the the, the um all the lemongrass. So yeah, the lemongrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for yeah. Thing.
0: Shout out to Sarah, man. She showed me some love on my my video. Yeah, yeah. Man. She
1: was me, "That's what's up, man." I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, she goes, oh, yeah. yeah. I talked
1: to her like I'm like, Dang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I love that, man. Like that's what's up. And um, does your daughter like Khmer food? Like, do you instill oh, really yeah. any of the Khmer culture to her? Oh, yeah. Like, maybe some Khmer words too? Like, oh yeah. She gonna you know, grow up to be like multicultural? Oh,
1: one hundred percent. Because my mom baby fits uh, between her and the nanny, so the nanny's uh, Hispanic, so she teaches her some Spanish. She knows how to count to five in Spanish. She knows how to count to five in English, and she knows how to count to five in Khmer. And then she knows all the wow. other Khmer words like "mo," you know "mot," you know all that stuff. And she she knows it even when she was like one and a half. My mom like I and she goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she knows, man. It's, it's so cool.
0: Man, kids learn, man. They, they, they observe like a sponge, mm-hmm. man. They, they chill out, man. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. But, yeah, she she's definitely exposed to all the, all the cultures, you know? That's uh, one thing in our family. Like, my niece, she was uh, she's half uh, Mexican, and she's exposed to everything, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, the kids that, you know, that grow up around us, very non-ignorant, very open-minded, you know? It's cool. Yeah. Wow yeah
0: thank you so much randall for for blessing me with your presence i wanna let you know that I support you a thousand percent. I'll let you know when I'm in town and we link up and then give me a tour
1: yeah you
0: meet your peoples yep. take me a spin in the Lambo. yeah you know and um it's gonna be fun man and um much success to you and your future and um any any last words or shout outs or anything you want to promote. To end, this, to end this on a good note? No, I
1: just wanted to say thank you for having me. You know, I've been watching your stuff before I even reached out to you, before we even linked up, you know? So this is, like, really cool for me. It's really cool uh, for everybody here, you know, because they all know of you, you know? So, like, I just want to be uh, – I just want to say thanks, you know, for for having me be a part of this. Um, Like I said before, like, it's been a minute since I've done anything outside of my work, you know? You know, and I get hit up a lot, you know, but I wasn't going to let this one pass by. So, I don't know. I'm just stoked to be a part of the Hellich Lloyd podcast, <laughs> you know. And oh, I man. will definitely take you up on your offer when you're in town. You don't hesitate. You know, like, just hit me up. Like, uh, I'm not in Long Beach anymore, but I'm down the street from Long Beach, you know. But I'll take you in. You can okay. meet the staff and stuff, you know, we get a workout into, And then I'll take you on the Lambo. I'm
0: down. <laughs> Yo, and uh, same, same if you're in the East Coast, mm-hmm. New York, Philly. I'm in New York right now. But um yeah, let me know if you're in town. We can link up too. I can show you around New York. And um yeah, let's keep in touch. And um you inspire me to level up. And um every day, man, make sure you guys, people that are watching, following. If you're not following Randall Pitch, make sure you his info's on the screen. Randall underscore Pitch. Follow Lift Fit. Follow Top Threads. And uh hey, see you at the top, my brother.
1: Cool man. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Sweet. Baby.
0: Live fit all day.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah.